Welcome to the Dropping the Last 5 Pounds podcast. My name is Magali, I'm your coach, and I'm going to give you all the tips and tricks on how to lose weight, what diets really work, and what it actually takes to get results. Because you, my friend, are not here to waste any more time. I'm going to give you the facts, I'm going to debunk the BS, and I'm going to motivate you and kick your ass into action. Ready to live your healthiest and happiest life? Let's do this. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dropping the Last 5 Pounds podcast. Here your host, Coach Magali. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening to today's show. Now in today's episode, I'm going to talk about a juicy topic. Juicy, juicy, glutes, booty stuff, you know all that. And what I specifically want to talk to you guys about is five ways to make your glute workouts more effective. I think that there's a lot of misinformation out there about how to truly grow muscle and part of it is because there are so many ways to do it that, you know, there's not like one clear answer. But there are some principles that I feel are super helpful and can make the biggest difference when it comes to actually building glutes, especially for my ladies out there. I know it's summertime and you're excited to wear your bikinis and hitting the gym. I see you all. I see all of your stories making me proud. So I just kind of want to offer a little bit of advice to make those workouts more effective so that the time that you're in the gym, the time that you're dedicating to these goals is actually used in the best way possible. So the first thing that I want to start with when doing a glute workout is people and women specifically tend to warm up for way too long. And they add bands and they add jump squats and they're doing lunges and they're doing this and that. And the problem with this is that you're already fatiguing yourself before you even begin your first working exercise. So for example, let's say that leg day, you're going to start off with deadlifts and you spend 30 minutes doing band lateral walks, jump squats, kickbacks, all of those things. You may not really realize it because you may not actually feel it. But your muscles, by the time you get to your first set from the deadlifts, you're already fatigued. Your muscles have already been overused. And what this can turn into is shitty form when you get to your first workout, not doing it correctly, having to decrease the weight because you're already tired and you're not able to get the set. So many things. And the biggest priority when it comes to building muscle is doing compound heavy lifts, not your lateral band walks or your jump squats or things like that. That's not what's actually the meat and the potatoes of building muscle. That's like the dessert, have it once in a while, doesn't really do much, but it can kind of help kind of thing. And if you're going to go to the gym and spend that much time working out, might as well focus the most energy and effort you have on the things that will make the most difference, especially if you're busy, you're a mom, you're like barely have time to make it to the gym. Like you want to make sure that the time you spend there, you're actually maximizing the most you can. And unfortunately, long, long, long warm ups, all they do is just tire you out pre-exhaust you and make your workout that much harder. So even though you may not feel exactly fatigued, you're going to perform less effectively. A warm-up should be specific, it should be targeted, and it should not fatigue you. And therefore, it should not be longer than 5 to 10 minutes, you guys. Like, this, the warm-up is specifically designed to prep you for the workout that you're about to do. It shouldn't be a second or a first workout and then you do your second workout of the day. So take 5 to 10 minutes, whatever exercise you're starting with, let's say you're doing deadlifts, let's say you're doing squats, whatever the case may be, 
you want to kind of do a warm-up that mimics that movement. For example, if you're doing deadlifts, you might want to do body weight kind of deadlift style movements, some kettlebells, maybe some dumbbells, same with the squat, and then eventually you get to the bar and start doing that weight. That's going to be the most effective because it's prepping your body for the exact movement you're about to do, and it's also not fatiguing you because you're not going heavy, you're not doing way too many, and you're not taking too long. So if you're someone who has been doing really long uh, warm-ups, don't be, you know, ashamed of it. It's all good. We've all been there. But also make that change as soon as possible so that you can get the most out of your workouts and actually perform at the best of your ability. The next piece of advice to make your glute workouts more effective relates really well to the one that I just discussed. And that is to focus on form and performance of the exercise not doing as many as you possibly can. I see way too many ladies at the gym doing way too many workouts and just trying to get like 30 reps, 50 reps, trying to get the volume up and their form is not the best. And the reason why form is important, aside from injury, you want to be using the muscle correctly. And when your form breaks down, the muscles cannot be used with the most effectiveness. So for instance, to put this into perspective, doing four sets of 50 jump squats or something like that is not as effective and best use of our time as doing a solid five sets of 10 deadlifts with proper form, semi-heavy but doable weight. And unfortunately, women tend to especially overemphasize get as many things as we can into the workout because we feel the more that we do, the more results we're going to get. And that's not necessarily true because everything you do has to be done with intention and done properly, which is why quality movements and proper form should come above trying to get that number of how many did, did you do higher. So, There is a time and a place for more reps and kind of go for that burnout sensation, but your workout should not be primarily based on those kinds of movements. It should be based primarily, like I mentioned before, on the heavy compound full body squats, deadlifts, lunges, things like that that are actually going to make a difference. And this also makes it like if you start doing these workouts at the beginning of your exercise routine, by the time you get to your deadlifts and other things, you're going to be exhausted as well. And if you genuinely enjoy workouts that are more like high intensity jumping stuff and you genuinely like it, There is nothing wrong with sprinkling it in here and there, but it should not be the focus of your workouts. It shouldn't be what you're doing most of the time if your goal is to actually build glutes. The muscle grows under constant heavy tension, not jumping up and down. And that's more of a cardio and endurance workout. That's why when you finish doing a set of jumping lunges, you're exhausted because everything hurts. And then you feel like you just ran up a hill or something and you're exhausted. And that's not the process that we take to build actual muscle. So... Focus primarily on perfecting form, properly moving, doing the exercises that actually will make a difference. Like I mentioned many, many times before, these are your squats, your deadlifts, your lunges, your leg presses, your hip thrusts, your glute bridges, things like that that require more weight, more proper execution, more attention and effort. So stop trying to get as many exercises as you can in one session and focus more on choosing a couple and doing them really well. That's going to make a big difference in the glute growth that you get. The third thing that we're going to discuss is ordering your exercise routine in a proper way. So way too many people, like I mentioned before, start off with really high intensity jump squats, things like that, long, long warm-ups. And when it finally comes time to do the heavy compound deadlifts and things like that, they already have done a lot of things and are already tired. So therefore, they decrease the weight. The form isn't the best. So what you want to do with your workout routine order is do the exercises that are hardest or heaviest or hardest to you 
first. And the reason for this is at the beginning of your workout, obviously you have more energy. You haven't exhausted your body as much as you will later on. Doing the exercises or the things that are hardest to you and require your most effort and energy is going to be smartest to do at the beginning so that as you get more tired, you're doing the exercises that aren't as difficult or don't require as much effort. So for instance, like if you were doing squats hip thrust, lunges, hamstring curls, and maybe like an adductor machine. I would want to start with the deadlifts because the deadlifts is a compound full body movement and I want to really load that exercise and really perform properly. So I'm going to do that first. The next exercise for me would be a hip thrust because that also would be a kind of heavier one for me and that would be second. And then third, I'd probably do the lunges because I despise those and I know that the longer I wait for those, the more my form is going to break down. So I do those next and then I do the hamstring curl because that's a machine and then the abductor machine because it's another machine and I'm sitting down it's not as technical and it's a little bit more easier to do when I'm tired and that's the structure that I would follow for that specific leg workout now your order may be slightly different because maybe some exercises are easier for you than and maybe they're harder for me whatever the case may be but know for yourself which exercises are hardest and do those first and as you progress in the workout session do the exercises that are easier or more simple to do so that every time you execute one of those workouts you are doing the best you can with the best form with the best effort and that just goes to reiterate what I said about the long warm-up you don't want to have a really long warm-up because by the time you get to your first hard exercise you're already going to be fatigued and just so you know the long workout doesn't actually do anything for building glutes it doesn't help it actually makes things worse. So don't think you're missing out on anything by decreasing the time you warm up. It really is counterproductive. It's not helping you and you have better uses of your energy at the gym. Like doing the hard exercises first, properly executing them, and then progressively getting a little bit easier as the session goes on. The fourth thing, you need to rest more. (laughs) Oh my goodness, this is such a big one because Literally every one of my clients when I'm training them, when they first come to me, they do a set of like a squat or a deadlift or something and then 20 seconds later when they finish the set, they're ready to go. And I'm like, no, 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 you gotta rest. You gotta let your muscles recover. This is not a circuit endurance style of training. We're trying to build muscle. And because we're trying to execute proper form, push significant weight for their body, for their personal capability, I'm not giving them 100 pounds if they've never lifted a bar before, But you need to be resting at least two to three minutes for your heavy, hard exercises and maybe one to two minutes for the easier ones. But if you're resting a couple seconds or 30 seconds every single time you do an exercise, that's probably not going to be productive because you're not giving your body the chance to fully recover. And as you get more and more sets in, your form gets progressively worse. And what did we just discuss earlier? Form is super important to actively and correctly engage the muscles that we're trying to use and grow so if it's a really heavy workout where you're pushing weight you're doing deadlifts like a heavier set you want to be resting three to four minutes nothing above four I think four is definitely pushing it Um, and that's only if you're doing significant weight for you if you're doing a little bit more moderate or you're just starting out two to three is plenty and then for the more easier exercises the more you know single leg kind of things you could probably rest from one to two minutes but anything under a minute honestly if you're really trying to build muscle I don't recommend it because if you're able to rest less than a minute and fully go on to the next set you're not doing the proper form or you're not pushing heavy enough and we need to increase the weight or make the exercise more difficult because you're cheating your yourself out 
you know, because you're not able to recover that quickly if you're doing it properly. So three to four minutes if you're going super, super heavy, high intensity, um, heavy weight. If you're doing moderate, two to three. And if you're doing somewhat easy but light, then you would want to do one to two minutes. But again, nothing under one minute, nothing over four. And if you're thinking like, oh, you know what, but I like going hard and that circuit style training and I like, you know, not resting, I do have something for you to still allow you to rest properly, but also continue the workout, especially if you're in short on time and you've been doing that because you want to save time. Let me show you a more effective way. So what you want to be doing is compound sets. What this means is you're going to be doing one exercise, one set for legs, and then the next set you're going to do something for your upper body or abs, something different than the legs. And this will allow you to get the proper rest for the legs, but not fully resting. So now you're going to be doing something different. And it allows each body part to get the adequate rest that it needs, but without you having to sit there waiting for two to three minutes. This is something that I recommend if you're short on time. If you're doing full body workouts, you can definitely do this. If you're only doing legs and only doing arms on separate days, it might be a little more challenging because that may pre-fatigue you, but that's something you also could do. If you are wanting to do the same body part, you know, back to back, you can do a quad for example you can do a squat and then you can do a leg press and then a squat and then a leg press so forth and so on those kinds of things I don't truly like because I feel like it fatigues you faster I prefer doing opposing body parts it uh in combination so doing a lower body workout and then an upper lower up you can do either or but at least you're giving your body rest in that specific exercise while you're doing something different versus going 30 seconds non-stop on the same exact thing I don't recommend that it's not productive. You're not giving your body the adequate rest to properly execute the next set. So make sure you're resting appropriate amounts. This is not a cardio class. We're trying to build the glutes. We're trying to build muscle and building muscle takes a lot of work and a lot of rest. Next and final tip that I want to give you guys for how to make your glute workouts more effective is to stop overusing booty bands. What? Yeah. Let me explain. So Booty bands have been an amazing tool to help people activate their glutes a little bit more, feel things a little bit more, learn different exercises, and they're fun to use. I use them. I'm not saying don't use them. But too many times, women focus on just putting a bunch of bands in a bunch of different exercises, and they don't have a real reason why they're doing it. And sometimes that band at the best does nothing. At the worst, it compromises your form and it compromises you executing the exercise effectively. For instance... Doing a squat with a band around your knees with heavy weight, you might be tiring yourself out with the band and not able to lift that weight properly. Whereas you would be better off just focusing on doing the weight without the band and just putting the band on a more appropriate exercise like lateral band walks, crab walks, things like that. And sometimes putting the bands is, like I said, compromising the form where you're doing different things than what the exercise is actually doing. So using a band around your knees when doing hip thrust, you feel the glutes more, but the movement itself, you're going up and down and the band is forcing your knees out to the sides. They are two opposing movements. So if you're doing that with like weight and you're trying to go for heavy reps or moderate to heavy reps with that kind of thing, your body is not going to be able to do both of those things with the best effort. It's going to have to compromise one movement over the other. So at that point, it's like, why don't we just separate the two? Use the heavy weight for the hip thrust and then again, use the band for something else that's more appropriate like crab walks. So 
Don't overuse bands. Don't put them on every single exercise. Know why you're using it. Just feeling something and the glutes burning doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing the best thing in order to build the glutes. That's something that I guess this is a bonus number six is don't focus on feeling things as much. Focus on proper execution and form. That's going to be the most important thing. Feeling the muscle working is important, but it's not as essential as performing the exercise with proper form. That includes not getting distracted with a bunch of bands, not letting your form get compromised because your body is getting tired because you're doing two things at once. So Some of the exercises that I really like to use with bands are more like the lower intensity, higher reps towards the end of a workout once I'm more tired. And I can focus more on burning things out, getting that burnout, doing the finishers, feeling the burn versus getting the most effective form. That was my cat. Sorry about that. So don't use bands around the heavy exercises, the ones that require the most effort and attention and form and focus more on using the bands for the end of the workout, the finishers, the lateral walks, the crab walks, the glute bridges, things like that that don't require as much attention because the bands will tire you out and potentially compromise the form on the more important movements. So use bands smartly. Don't use them for every single thing. Don't overuse them on your warmups, especially because it Again, we don't want to fatigue ourselves before we even begin and just be overall a little bit more conscious of what you choose to do with them because booty bands can be an, an incredible tool and really helpful, but they're not like the most important thing you can possibly do. The most important thing you can possibly do, which I've said many, many, a thousand times throughout this episode is to focus on doing weight, to focus on doing full body compound movements that require all different t- sorts of muscles and require all your effort and form is the most important thing with those. So that is pretty much the five. I mean, there's more tips I can talk about when it comes to building glutes, but those are the five that I wanted to discuss today because I think these are the ones that are done wrong the most. And I think it's important to start with the basics with the things that are going to make the biggest difference because I really want you guys to go to the gym, get a really good workout and actually be the most proactive you can so that you don't have to spend days and hours and weeks and so much more time than needed to get the result that you want because it's not about always doing more, more, more as much as we can, hit it as hard as we can. It's about doing intentional work with the most effort, with execution. There is room for play. There is room for fun with workouts, but at the end of the day, we're here to get a goal. We're here to grow the glutes. And that requires a specific strategy. When you have a specific goal and a specific desire that you want with working out, your plans and your efforts have to be specific as well. So that's pretty much it, you guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope it was helpful. I hope that this kind of gives you some ideas of where to make some changes in your workouts. Or if you're doing these things already, awesome. Congrats. That's awesome to know that people out there are already doing this without even knowing that they were doing it. So again, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hopefully it was helpful to you. Get out there and grow those glutes. Build that booty. Get the behind that you've always wanted. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Take care, everybody. Talk to you soon.